You're live. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. And joining me is Tim Mulligan Gettys. How you doing, Bless? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. We haven't talked in a while. I know it's been it's been a long time. You know, I busted yeah. out the, the PlayStation bomber jacket. I don't think oh, I like on it. camera. Pretty yeah, I like I'm busting that. out the, the Space Jam shirt, and so we're we're both rocking <laughs> brands right now. I love uh, it. How you been, man? I've been I've been pretty good, pretty damn good. You know, just here, just working, just watching movies to review for in review. Living, 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 a, the best living life. a good life. Living a good life. How, do you do you do everything in that theater? Like all your media yeah. stuff, everything. video games and movies, everything. All of it. All of it. How's it How's it been treating you? It's been It's been very 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 nice. Sometimes games can be a little uh, intimidating on on the screen this big. Like uh-huh. if just, cameras, if the, yeah, if cameras are like close to characters, then uh, I kind of you get kind of motion sick because it's like <laughs> everything oh, it feels like yeah. VR. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, here's the I, thing I want to talk about before we get into all the all, all the, the nerdy news you need to know about and all that stuff. Okay, of course. The PlayStation Four and the P- PlayStation Four Pro. We've mm-hmm. heard all the jokes. Oh, it sounds like a, a jet taking off. Okay. Yeah, it really does. We all know that. We can all confirm that the PlayStation 4's fan is insanely loud at all times. But my question is, is it safe? I haven't heard any stories of it breaking from this, but I'm like, I'm hearing my PlayStation go and it's whirling and I touch it and that thing is hot. Kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong. If your PlayStation has like exploded or overheated to the point where it's like, oh, snap, this is a problem. Let us know because I I haven't heard anybody really talk about that's their my thing. PS4 shutting down. Like there's no like the PS3 had the yellow light of death and mm-hmm. the uh, the Xbox 360 had the red the what red, red ring. ring. Yeah. yeah, and I've not really heard anything from uh, from this generation about those things. Granted, like I in my PS4 actually doesn't sound crazy for the most part until like unless I'm unless my room is hot. Like if mm-hmm. it's, if it's a hot day and I don't have the AC on or whatever's going on, then my PS4 will start like getting up there. But for the most part, I feel like my PS4 stays pretty chill. But mm. the days where it like the fan is going going, I'm still surprised <laughs> that it doesn't shut down because that thing the, sounds like it. It sounds like it's so ready. Now here's the here's the extra X factor that I'm gonna add to this, and I'm sure we got mm. science with Kev at some point. Kev's gonna have some something to tell me about this, and I would appreciate it because I want some knowledge here. But I keep now I keep my my consoles in in this guy. So I got the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. They're mm. they're not backed on top of each other. Like they have their own shelves. There's a lot of there's ample space and room around them, and there's some holes in the back of this thing for ventilation mm-hmm. so it's like this before i used to have them just totally exposed and but it would still be an issue but now when i'm playing in this thing it is it, even when i open the door i'll usually open one of the doors when i'm playing just like just smoke just to let it happen but when i open it up it literally just feels like the whole oh my god space is just hot like an oven and I'm is, just it like, ven- is it ventilated well is this no, a kevin joint no it what well i mean it's it's not ventilated well because they're closed off little box. get off thomas they're closed off little boxes um, yeah, but there there is holes though. No, there is enough. holes, but like I think what what's happening is it creates like a funnel inside. It does look like there's a bunch of tutorials on how to fix fans on the PS4. So it does like, and some people are talking about it breaking, hmm. but I I don't think that this is a like a super serious thing. I think this is more people concerned about the noise that the fan makes. Yeah, and it's loud. Yeah, because yeah. like as far as like the fixing fan stuff, like it doesn't seem like it's a problem of like the fan is going for no reason. It seems like yeah, the the PS4 is heating up, causing the fan to go faster. They talked about this in the whole PS5 specs mm-hmm. thing that Mark Cerny did, where yeah. yeah, like the PS5 the or the PS4 tends to get hot, and the whole thing with the PS5 is cooling solutions, I, I believe, or I guess the way in which they're processing. I forget what he what he said exactly, but yeah, it just it seems to just be a thing where. A lot of video games are happening, you know. Yeah, the video games are powerful. Too many video games, man. <laughs> no, but that, I, I hope that the PS5 solves it. But it's just, it's just weird to me that like this is a problem. Even with like without this, it's a problem. But like putting a console in a media console <laughs> shouldn't be the end of the world. But oh, yeah. Oh, bless it is. It shouldn't cause you to concern. Can you hear it from like out like when you're just yes, playing? like not not just can I hear it? Like if it was on, you'd hear it from this from here. Oh wow. Like Gia, Gia was doing a, a little like friend hangout a couple days ago while I was playing games, and everyone heard it. 
And I have my headphones on over there. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I digress. Anyway, today's stories don't include... Oh, actually, they kind of do include specs for for, uh, consoles. Today's stories include Phil Spencer's IGN interview, Good Guy, Sony, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around... The globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping troy baker comes to we have cool friends yeah, this friday i am very excited because I, oh yeah hi birthday troy baker we should say mm-hmm. that because yeah it was his birthday yesterday i saw people posting pics of them and Troy Baker, because apparently everybody has a pick of, of them and Troy Baker. Except for <laughs> He's me. been out there, man, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah, kissing babies, except not this month, because you shouldn't be yeah, shaking bad. all the hands. That's or, bad yeah, thing. that's bad. That's, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Social distance. Bad Troy. Troy Baker. Stop it. But if you do want to hang out with Troy Baker this th- or this Friday, uh, right after KFGD, it'll be Greg Miller. It'll be Troy Baker. Uh, make, make sure to write in your questions to patreon.com slash kind of funny if you have any questions for Troy Baker. Of course, that is uh, Joel from The Last of Us. That's uh was he Booker Dewitt or was that Nolan yes. North? I always get their their yeah, roles mixed up because they're in everything. Um, but of course Troy Baker, one of the most celebrated, achieved voice actors in the industry. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Today at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we're having a community into the Spider-Verse Netflix party. Bring oh, your yeah. own happy hour cocktail slash mocktail. It's going down. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bunch of people in the community just hanging out, watching into the Spider Verse together. Uh, stay tuned to at Joey Noel on Twitter for the link shortly before it starts. It's gonna be a good time. If you're unfamiliar with Netflix Party, basically it's an extension. It's like a Chrome extension that you can use, so you can have uh, your Netflix viewing like matched up with other people. You just go it's to brilliant. Chrome. I don't. It's I don't know like exactly like the link or where you go for the Chrome That's extension, really but cool. you. Yeah, you go into the Chrome extensions, you uh, you download Netflix Party. I think you download it or you add it, or you do whatever. And then once you hit the link, you click the NP button that'll now be in your Chrome uh, toolbar, toolbar. And then, boom, you're watching movies with people. There's like a chat there too. And so I think Twitch chat, but for Netflix, it's an awesome time. I've been doing, I've been doing it uh, quite a bit uh, lately. Uh, it'll be fun. Make sure to stay tuned at Joey Noel on Twitter for the link shortly before it starts. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got three stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Yep. And that, thank, thank you, Kevin. First of all, that was amazing. Uh, and three stories might not sound like a lot, but story number one is a doozy because Tim, yes, Phil Spencer, the man, the myth, legend, mm-hmm. Uncle sat Phil. down, sat down, da- Uncple Phil sat okay. down, rest in peace. What we call him, uh, sat down with not rest in peace of Phil Spencer, the Uncle no, Phil to, from, from Fresh Prince, yes, rest in peace to him. He uh, sat down, the actor did really. Yeah. Did you yeah, know he was the sad. voice actor of Shredder, Kevin? No, no, I did, I did know that. Yeah, it was very tragic. But that's why in a J. Cole's song, um, No More Role Models, he says, uh, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for real. Yeah. And so, rest oh, in peace. That Uncle makes Phil. hella sense now. For real. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you listen to that song, you're like, oh, I get it now. Uh, I, get I get it. it. I get your references. Uh, Phil Spencer sat down with the man, the myth, the legend, also, Ryan McCaffrey Uncle on Ryan. iTunes Unlocked. And they talked all about Xbox Series X, plans for the launch, plans for the future. And there are, there are a, a whole bunch of tidbits, Tim. A whole mm-hmm. bunch of tidbits. And I'd, I'd expect nothing but less than the tidbits from Ryan McCaffrey and oh, yeah. Spencer. When Ryan McCaffrey what a, what a dynamic duo there, though. Dude, that's like, that's like when... Um, I don't know. Like, what's a, what's a more dynamic duo between Phil Spencer and Ryan, Ryan McCaffrey? Mario and Luigi. It's like when they sit together, you know, you know, great things are going to happen. Great things are going to happen. They might lose a princess or two, but it's all good. It's all, no, it's th- all good. This, this is like Greg Miller and Shuhei back in the day. Yes, know, that's actually a really good example. It's, it's that type of thing. And I, I appreciate it a lot. Yes. So basically what I've done for this story is I pulled some choice quotes, quotes that I thought were either interesting or important. Um, I pulled them from both WCCF Tech and GameSpot because they had separate write-ups going on there, and they highlighted different things. I'm going to start off with 
quotes from GameSpot, and I'm going to move on to a WCCF uh, write-up, and then we'll talk from there. And so this comes from GameSpot. This is Phil Spencer talking about COVID-19 and how that affects Xbox Series X. This is Gabe Gurin at GameSpot. Coronavirus concerns could throw a wrench in its plans, but Microsoft is hoping to launch Xbox Series X in all regions at the same time. Speaking to IGN during an episode of Podcast Unlocked, head of, head of Xbox Phil Spencer said his team hasn't worked out a plan B if the pandemic forces Microsoft to stagger the system's launch. However, he understands why launching consoles in different regions at different times no longer works in the, in the age of social media. Quote, I will say, having lived through the Xbox One launch, I know that significant delays in region launches hurt us. Uh, Spencer said. He continues, it hurts us with the sentiment of the fans. And every time I go to Japan, I'm reminded that we were, uh, what was it, nine months late in launching there with Xbox One. Uh, Spencer also also said that the issues Microsoft still has to work through are prim- primarily software-based. So launching the system itself at a different point would not solve them, which I'm going to highlight for us to come back to later. Then this is a different quote that I'm pulling from WCCF Tech. This is Phil Spencer talking about pricing, uh, staying agile, and their plan to win. Quote, this is Phil Spencer talking. You have to set a price target at the beginning of designing a console for yourselves. Uh, I feel good about the price we're going to be able to get to. I feel good about the price and performance capabilities of the Xbox Series X. I feel incredibly good about the overall package. We're definitely going to keep, we're definitely going to to be keeping our eyes wide open as we continue towards towards launch. Looking at what the competition is doing, but we have a plan and we feel very solid about, about our plan. Long ago, you and I sat, and this is Phil talking about him and Ryan. You and I sat in a room and I said what I and I said that I wanted to win. And you got you got frustrated with me for years about where is this winning plan? I believe we have a plan that can win. We're getting chills. some yeah, uh, we're getting some incredible support from Microsoft. Satya Nadella, my boss, the CEO, Amy Hood, the CFO, they're very linked into what our plans are. We're going to make sure we stay agile on our pricing and that we have a good plan going into launch. I'm going to stop yeah. there. Good Tim, call. what yeah. are your thoughts on all this? Uh, again, I love the transparency. Phil's always great with this type of stuff. I do like this the quote about the it hurts with the sentiment of the fans and every time i go to japan i'm reminded that we were nine months late launching there it just yeah i can just see him walking through the streets of, of tokyo just like <laughs> looking around haunted by the ghost of his past no yeah. xbox he's, one he's just seeing vitas on shelves <laughs> yeah. and he's like damn there's more vitas than xbox out here <laughs> damn um damn. but no so it's like again it's it's good to hear him talking about this as if it is something that they want to win because mm-hmm. i feel like they're very well could just be the sentiment of like oh no it's it's not a competition and whatever it's like no 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 they're going for they're going for blood here and they they understand that they didn't win this side uh, of the the race and i i feel like they're definitely setting everything up talking about all the pricing talking about um what they're going to do to make sure that they're they're launching a worldwide at the same time those are all smart tactics that he's right like in this day and age are, are key to to success um you highlighted this bit about the spencer also said the uh, issues Microsoft have to work through are primarily software-based, so it's not about the, the console itself. Yeah. What does this kind of make you think? So this, I think this is very important to the conversation that we've been having a lot on Kind of Funny between KFGD and PSLW and all our shows about how does COVID-19 affect the console launches? Because me and Greg have theorized the different things they could do. I think, I forget who brought up the idea of staggering launches, uh, say, like, if you don't have enough consoles to produce worldwide maybe you start in japan and the u.s and then work your way to uh, to europe and other regions from there uh and so the idea that that the idea specifically that the the what they have to work through is software based uh and so like how are they launched this like launching the system at a different point wouldn't solve them i think lends more credence to the idea that uh they're going to be good to go for the fall in terms of hardware and this is a thing that I've been very skeptical about from both the Sony and Microsoft side of like, do you guys really know like yeah. how production is going to go? How manufacturing is going to go? I still am ske- skeptical about it, man. Yeah. Like, th- we, we don't know the ramifications of this and it's going to be a while till we do. Like I'm already seeing uh, like on our side of things, uh, like when it comes to like the sponsors of, of our shows, like almost every day I'm getting different emails that are just like don't worry it's business as usual and then there's mm-hmm. people that are pulling out because they're like oh you know what sorry we thought it was business as usual but we can't manufacture the things that we need to so we're gonna have to pull out and so it's like this is evolving so quickly and when it comes there's 
there's going to be so many different elements that are going into these systems that mm. are being created on a worldwide basis that I, I don't know. I don't know that like they can say that it's not going to affect it, you know, with yes. certainty. But yeah, I do think that you can do that with with the mentality that, that is the plan and that you're going to act that way until you absolutely can anymore. I think the software based thing is uh, not so much that there's an issue with the development of Halo, for example. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, things are going poorly on the game side. It's that they're foreseeing that the COVID stuff is going to uh, hinder their ability to. Oh, yeah. To, well, to it's like, the like, the, like the work from home stuff that we've talked a lot, a lot about on kind of funny games. Like, you know, we've we've seen example, and we've already seen examples actually reflected on the show. We've reported on games that have been delayed like a month or weeks or however long. There's a game that's in that's coming out in new dates that that has been delayed due to COVID nineteen, right? Like we've seen visibly the effects that this whole situation that we're in right now kind of affects software. Um, but this is I. On one of the uh, Kevin, I don't think you're muted. Wait, sorry, hold on, hold on two seconds. The like the the mic got unplugged and it killed your audio. Uh, give me two seconds. Uh, settings, stream, upload audio. There we go. Desktop audio set to. Yeti. Okay. All right. Kevin. We back? Yeah. yeah May yeah. I ask, how did the mic get unplugged? Uh, I was trying to figure out if there's any way to separate the audio from... What? What? Why are you guys laughing? Oh, it, well, no, I just... We were just, I, we were just <laughs> talking, and then all of a sudden, it sounded like your mic turned on, and then we just heard a little yelp, and then we just heard, like, some sounds. Oh, you no, see no, rumbling, no. And you're like, hmm. I just imagine like Kevin is like I'm gonna make some hot chocolate for, for some totally. reason and like no, gets no, no, up no. and I, then, like, I turn the bottom the whole desk. I turn the bottom of the mic up like I'm doing now and I realize that the mini USB cable was um like about to break and I was like oh shit and then I turned it back and unplugged it to make sure that it was like safe plugged it back in and then I looked up and it's like oh nope the audio's gone got it mm. got it they can hear us That's now though yeah fantastic awesome um but what i was saying was i this is the most open we've had somebody at the top uh of from either of these console manufacturers talking about COVID 19 and the actual effect that they can have on the releases mm-hmm. and I, i'm still like i'm still fairly skeptical about you know what what manufacturing is going to look like if these consoles are really going to come out in the fall but this is the most i've been hopeful yeah uh, that's if, if that's that a good sense. way to put it because i feel like you know we've seen the different images of like coming holiday and like even playstation kind of updated its website like reiterating that holiday time frame yes um but having it come from phil himself i do think gives it a, a different air of confidence yeah and there was there was a an interview either earlier this week or last week from or not an interview it was a press release from playstation saying that they are like it's Things are are going as usual, right? And they also pointed out uh, that software could see some weirdness going on in terms of software getting delayed or whatever it may be. But the the plan for them also is still to have the consoles out by fall. Um, Phil Spencer coming out and saying though, and actually like put, give like you know saying that hey, if 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 it comes down to it, it's going to be more on software than hardware in terms of of where we're at with the console release like pushing hardware isn't necessarily going to be the thing that is the solution i think grants more context to what's going on and in, in, in how we can kind of view things speaking of that software man i'm real excited for halo infinite i was thinking about oh, it a yeah. couple of days ago i'm like we're getting it this year fingers crossed fingers uh, crossed and like god that's that's gonna be I, i'm itching for a, a halo and especially like a next gen halo let's go man so I didn't include it in the story, but there was also another Phil Spencer quote that was talking about IPs he'd love to see come back. And he was talking about oh, oh. Uh, he was talking about Mech Assault and uh, Crimson Skies. And I believe there was like another an- another one in, in those ilk. Um, and it was you like Phil Spencer. Very, very awesome personality at Xbox. Like, he's, I mean, he's an awesome leader, but also from the sense that he's very open and, on- and honest and like he doesn't seem to bullshit from what I can from what I can tell. Uh, and so I, and I appreciate that. And I would love to see a, another Mech Assault because those games always look cool to me. If Mech Assault okay. comes out with a new controller, I'm going to buy that shit. I just want y'all to know. That wasn't no, Mech Assault. You about, yeah, oh, you're really? about Stallion. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I Googled it, too. I Googled Megasol controller, and then image <laughs> pops up hella. Uh, Megasol was fun. Same shit, right? No. One was more arcadey. Similar right. idea. Megasol, right? Was more arcadey? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck Megasol, then. I have a couple... Wait, did you say fuck Megasol? Yeah, I want Steel Battalion to come out with a new controller. I always wanted right, that fair. damn controller. I have a couple more quotes uh, from this Phil Spencer, Brian McCaffrey interview. Uh, this is Phil Spencer on crossplay. Quote, I will say it kind of comes back to sentiment. You should be able to play with the people you want to play with. And if we can support that and we can be advocates and champions for that, great. Tim Sweeney has been out there pushing hard on this. We think crossplay, cross progression, cross buy are things that people should be able to expect in this year. Uh, with the digital currencies and economies that are out there, but yeah, I feel really good about. I feel really good that crossplay is growing in popularity. I still don't see it everywhere, so the battle is not won. And then, lastly, this is Phil Spencer talking about uh, hardware specs and specifically the Mark Cerny PlayStation presentation. "Quote: I felt really good about how Series X lines up. I think Mark and the team did some really good work on the audio processing that they talked about. Their SSD technology is impressive. We like that. We saw the work that they did, uh, but we took a holistic view on our platform from CPU to GPU to RAM to throughput, velocity architecture, latency, and backwards compatibility. It took us years to get to this point, so I definitely have respect for any platform team uh, pl- for any platform team that's launching because it takes a lot of work. But I will say, when, when we finally saw the public dis- disclosure, I felt I felt even better about the choices that we made on our platform. And I kind of expected that I would. The hardware team that did Xbox One S and Xbox One X, I just have a lot of confidence in them. If I get them, if I, if I give them the time and the targets to go hit, I believe in their ability to create great end-to-end program. And Hell yeah, dude. That dude. is just like... How is he so good at speaking? Like that that this is just how you fucking do it where it's like you, you talk yourself up, you talk the other guy down, and then you talk up the team. It's just great. Good for you, Phil. Like all all good news. Yeah, it's all it's all good stuff he's saying here. I I I really vibe with what he's saying about crossplay. And again, I like how open he's being. Um the idea that like he he's also in the place where he believes that we should be further in crossplay or that Right now in crossplay, we should have certain expectations with crossplay, cross progression, all those things. Uh, and it seems like he's an advocate for it. The way he's saying the battle is not won. Um, that makes me that makes me think that we're going to get there. That we're going to yeah. get to a place where that that is just the standard crossplay. Sony score now progression, all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's in it's in Sony's court. Um, and then yeah, like the in terms of like talking talk yourself up, <laughs> talk the other people down a bit. The whole the, the quote of. Uh, I felt I felt even better about the choices that we made on our platform yeah. um, after we finally saw the the disclosure. Like that is the closest I've heard like talking shit so far from this <laughs> current console race. Um, and yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to what the future holds for these two platforms because like so far I'm hearing I'm hearing Phil Spencer say a lot of the the right things, and I feel like like Sony and we have a question coming up that that will dive deeper into this. But I I feel like Sony's at not yet at the place where they want to come out and talk as freely with their stuff. I feel like maybe they should get there a bit quicker. But once we kind of get to that place, say like a few months, few months from now, assuming that the presentation, like the big PS5 presentation, whatever happens by June, I'm curious to see what the conversations will, will look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I just feel like at the end of the day though, and I know this is just feeding a dead horse, but it's like, it does come down to the games and it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like nothing PlayStation has done so far, despite internet comments, nothing they've done so far has stopped anyone from wanting to buy a PS5 that was going to buy a PS5, mm-hmm. right? They know what they're getting. I feel like yeah. the bigger question is, can Xbox convert? You know, can Xbox do anything that gets people to be like, you know what, I'm going to buy an Xbox instead of a PlayStation? And that's a tall, tall tall order that specs and power are not going to do if the games aren't there tim midnight owl writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and asks the questions midnight owl writes hey there all you cool cats and kittens big philly was on ign's unlocked big philly i love all these nicknames big philly was on ign's unlocked are you a cat or a kitten i'm a kitty i knew it you're a kid. That makes me a cat. Big Philly was on iJan's Unlocked podcast yesterday doing what Phil Spencer or doing what Philly Smalls does best. 
saying the right things about the Xbox, what people want to hear, and setting Xbox up for a strong start to the beginning of the next generation of consoles. My question is, though, and if the, X if the KF community would like to join in, too, in the chat for a quick poll, are either of you being swayed more to choose the Xbox Series X over the PS5? Doesn't matter which is the best console. If you walked into a retailer tomorrow and the PS5 and Xbox Series X were sat next to each other, priced the same, which would you pick up? The games will be shown at a later date, yes, but I think the most I think most people's reaction to any consumer-friendly pro-gamer Xbox move is that's great. I love it. I'm still going to get a PS5 though. And I guess the the main sentiment of this is, is Microsoft's marketing moving the needle at all? Stay safe. Wash those sexy hands. Blessings to all. Midnight Owl. So I'm in the very lucky and privileged position that I have already been sold on both of these consoles. And I'm, I'm planning on purchasing both of these consoles. Um, however, if I wasn't, then I would go PlayStation 5 because that's where the games I want to yeah, play. Yeah, you would. I know are going to be there. Um, and they, they've proven that now to me. Um, that even goes as far back as the PlayStation 3, which lost, but it had the games I wanted to play over the 360. So I went PlayStation 3. Um, but I do think that Microsoft is really more so than ever taking all of these little pro gamer things and putting them together in a package that's really easy to understand. And they're owning the conversation right now. What will that conversation translate to? I don't think it's going to translate to an overnight shift, but I do think that there is just a mind share that all of this pre-launch stuff is going to affect four years down the line when we're looking back on where we're at in the race between PlayStation 5 and, and Xbox Series X. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I would be shocked if there are people that are, at this point, already committing to going to Xbox over PlayStation. That, yeah, that's that my thing. Is hadn't priorly been in that ecosystem. It's it's way too early to commit right now uh, to either. For me, I'm obviously committed, or not, I'm not. I'm not gonna say obviously, but I am committed to PS5 for the games, and that's really what it kind of comes down to. Uh, is like I can't get Spider Man on Xbox. I can't get uh, Last. Well, yeah, I can't get Last of Us or Last of Us Part Two, which I imagine will probably also be on PS5. I can't get that on Xbox. I can't get god of war 2 or whatever like horizon zero dawn there's so many great exclusives that ps that playstation has that have me bought in over over xbox right there are people who do prefer xbox exclusives over playstation being halo or forza or or whatever it may be but i i think for the for the most part or not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak broadly for me and for people that are bought into playstation already they're there for the games and if games weren't a factor, I think this would be a way more interesting conversation. I could see myself being more on the side of Xbox if that was. Why the case. would you not want the stronger thing, right? Like, yeah, like, but it, it being, games are a thing. <laughs> yeah, but games are a thing, right? Xbox being seemingly the the, the more powerful console. Um, Xbox having Xbox Game Pass. Xbox having a bunch of different services, like all those things have spoken to me in a way where right now in the process of console reveals, Sony hasn't really had anything that has spoken to me features wise but i also don't think sony's in that place in their conversation yet i think that's that conversation comes in a month or two months or three months whenever they have that big blowout uh, dude, and so it, that's kind of what i'm looking forward to sony hasn't said anything in an exciting way to me but everything that they're saying i'm interested in like all of the ssd stuff all the the audio stuff i'm like this is gonna be great for these games and i think that's yeah. the the key thing is we can see into the future a bit and we know that those games you just mentioned are coming we know that we're getting the sequels to the games that we love like that's a foregone conclusion and sony right now is just kind of telling us like hey we're really making we're not just making the most powerful pc ever like we're making something that's focused and we're the new features we're adding and the new tech we're adding is designed around enhancing our exclusive games right if you read between the lines like that's what they're talking about and it's like great so you're just telling me that you're building this to play your exclusives better those are the things i want to play fantastic right whereas mm -hmm. the xbox similar to how i function currently if my xbox one x is my third party machine i prefer to play third party games there because they're better the the 4k options are better and all that stuff there's definitely exceptions i don't know why resident evil runs like shit on the xbox one x it happened with re2 and it happened again with three what the fuck mm -hmm. um but most of the time um that that's kind of what sways me but i i'm i'm excited to see such different philosophies be doubled down on on both sides and i think that that has the potential to make next gen 
more interesting than any generation we've ever seen where imagine a world where there's not a clear winner. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think at this point, like I'm already, I'm already at the point where that's what next gen is going to be. Right. Like, cause at this point, right, right now where we're at with, with PlayStation four and Xbox one, like Xbox one is, is the loser, but like, I don't, loser doesn't feel right to say Xbox one started off way behind. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, in terms of sales, Microsoft hasn't caught up to PlayStation. Like, it's not even close. But in terms of how we view both consoles, view both companies, like, I I can see I can see an argument for either. I can see why somebody would want to go to Xbox uh, because of because of Game Pass or because of like how they've operated over the last couple of years. Like that, like they there have been so many consumer friendly moves coming out of Xbox in a way that has made me not really like. I I don't I can't I don't really see winners and losers at that like at this point in the gen, in the generation for PS for PS4 and Xbox One, I mean, um, and I think that's, that's just going to bleed that, over. I know this is like a flamey thing to say, but it's just like, but at the end of the day, what exclusive Xbox games did I care about this gen? You know, like mm-hmm. let me rephrase that. If you would ask me like what games have you cared about this gen, I wouldn't name a single Xbox exclusive. Yeah, but you you just said you play all your third party games on Xbox though. I do, I do. Which for them, but, I think is just as good. Absolutely, that that's true. But that's the thing of like we're getting to such ridiculous levels of just that's just preference. Like I wouldn't be upset if I had to play them on the PlayStation Four Pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's like that much better. It's just like I, I'm the type of person that I want the best. I want the best tech that I can have. But it's like I don't. I'm definitely the minority there. Like that. That's mm-hmm. not the the like how most people play their games and think about their games because mm. those people are playing on pc <laughs> yeah no that and that's the thing too like x next gen for xbox i am excited to see what they do because it seems like they have they've they found a way mm-hmm. uh and and it, it sounds weird but like them leaning off of trying to sell the box and then leaning into hey xbox is just a platform it's not it doesn't i I think i can't remember if it was them that said this quote or like what the context of this quote when it happened but i remember i remember it came out uh from them of saying uh it doesn't matter how many like consoles we sell what what's the more important number is user base or active users right like that being the idea like that active users can come from anywhere right if you put xbox and switch Boom! Like you're gonna you're gonna have active users in Xbox on the Switch platform, or if you're able to do, or if or I mean, PC is already a thing for Xbox, right? Those are active users. Xbox One, Xbox Series X. If X, if if Phil Spencer can find a way to put Xbox on PlayStation, he would. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the number that more matters to them, and I don't think you you here's you the, get here's that the number thing, through. Mm-hmm. I, I I buy that, and I'm with you, but yeah. I do just want to present the idea that like that. Is that the number that matters to them, or is that the number that they're saying matters to them because it's the bigger number? You know. But I, do you feel do you feel like console sales matters? I do you feel like console sales matters to Microsoft as much as it matters to Sony? Yes. Really, I do. I don't it's, think so. But the, I mean, this thing is like at the end of the day, it's it's money, and it's like you want those numbers to be as big as possible. Like it, it's it's kind of silly at some point to talk about what numbers are more important than the other numbers. Uh, and don't get me wrong, having that that install base that you could get the subscription revenue from is fantastic but there's a lot of steps there right it's like there's a lot of of if this then that's where cool every their active users are probably there's a huge chunk of them that are from that one dollar ultimate deal right do they stay on after (laughs) you know what i mean like i mean it's it's the conversion rates at some point i i feel like a lot of them probably stay on like a lot of them stay on in place in ways that you wouldn't expect like xbox game pass being a thing on pc probably sees a lot more return on that platform than like you probably then you probably expect or that or i don't know, i feel i feel like the barometer is way way different for xbox and how they how they're looking forward to the future and and measuring their success in a way where for sony they're like sony is very much selling the ps5 and they're selling the ps5 through having exclusive games through making deals through making that the place you want to be as a gamer whereas microsoft for xbox i feel like they've kind of given it up in terms of trying to sell xbox as a console and not not that like 
and and not given up as in like Xbox is done, we don't care anymore, but given given they've given up on the box. Like I think calling like calling it the series, I think alludes to that. The idea that there can be m- multiple series and of course like we have multiple one Xbox ones, right? The 1X, 1S, but I I feel like they become way more fluid with it in a way that allows them to maneuver as more of a platform than a box and in a way where they they can see success as a platform and not necessarily have to compete directly with the other guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited, man. This is I said it earlier, but like this is just so exciting that there are such different philosophies being yeah. put to the test here. But again, it's still you still need the games. So but so far, they, they have Halo Infinite, so they have my attention. And they got the Hellblade. Hellblade and they got Hellblade, yeah. It's like, there's they, they're, this is already a great start. Let's just see if they can keep it up, you know? And I, I do have faith in them. Like, they've been building this. Like, Phil, Phil and the team have been saying all the right things. And so far, everything they've said, they've been backing up. So, mm-hmm. like, I love this whole, like, the him and Ryan thing. He's like, hey, like, what's the winning strategy? It's just like, I, I'm hoping that we see that winning strategy now. And, like, I tend to believe that that's the case. Number two, Tim. Mm-hmm. Sony sets up a $100 million COVID-19 relief fund. I'm pulling this from James Bachelor at gamesindustry.biz. Sony Corporation has established a global relief fund pouring $100 million into supporting those affected by the spread of coronavirus. An initial $10 million will be devoted to the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund by the WHO, United Ooh. Nations Foundation, uh, <laughs> Mike Jones, uh, United Nations Foundation and Swiss Philanthropy, as well as Doctors Without Borders, UNICEF, and the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. These represent the first fil- these represent the first of three pillars Sony will be concentrating on in distributing distributing this fund, namely frontline medical workers and organizations helping with response efforts to the virus. The other two pillars will be educators that must n- must now work remotely and the, the children they support, as well as members of the creative community in the entertainment industry. Sony has several interested, or Sony has several interests impact, impacted in the, in the latter, including delayed film releases, although the company does not expect the pandemic to affect the planned launch of the PS5 later this year. Sony is now exploring ways to use its technologies to support educational activities and work with remote educators on implementing this. Tim, that's, this is good on Sony, correct? Yeah, fantastic stuff, man. Hundred million dollars yeah. is a lot of money. You know, a lot of it's money. It's going to go to good needs right now. Things that have to happen for yeah. any of this to continue. And I like I listened to KFGD yesterday, and they had a, quite a few stories of other companies doing similar things, finding ways to give money to help with this COVID nineteen situation. Uh, I believe Rockstar is giving five percent of their current, um, I think, revenue <clears throat> to GTA Online uh, to go towards coronavirus or to go towards helping with relief for coronavirus and so it's great you love to see it it's great when companies like companies put in effort to make the world a better place i know like gary gary whittle on yesterday's episode was saying a lot like you know good on this is something i never thought i'd say but good work companies and then by the end of the episode there was the borderlands or the gearbox story which kind of took that all back but you love to see when good things happen and so yep. for now i'm gonna say good on sony uh, mm-hmm. for donating uh 100 million dollars to to covid19 relief <laughs> number three tim mm-hmm. do you want to watch some uh game trailers i do want to watch some game trailers bless let's do it that sounds yeah so, so today's not like a crazy news day but yesterday and and this morning actually there were quite a few trailers that dropped and there are quite a few like dope trailers Okay that, okay, that dropped, and so I want to I want to give a few a watch. The first one uh, I'm pulling is Mortal Shell. Uh, Kev's going to get that prepared, but I'm going to read this description that they wrote. Um, I'm trying to find the studio. It's a new studio. Oh yeah, it's here. So the uncompromising, authentic, and hauntingly beautiful action RPG built upon the ruthless traditions of the Souls-like genre has been revealed for the first time by newly announced indie studio Cold Cemetery and its publishing partner Playstack. The eye-opening world premiere trailer featuring a sample of its exquisitely crafted worlds, fearsome combat, and menacing foes. Kev, do you have this up for us? Go ahead and click play. Sorry, I was just adjusting the audio for you. Oh, oh thanks. Tim, did, you get a, did you get a chance to watch this one already? No. Okay. I watched it. This, this thing looks sick. Okay. I love it. Okay. Two seconds. Show. Can you hear it all right? Take your time, Kevin. You seem no. different. 
Wait, you no. guys can't hear it? Mm-mm. No. At all? Touch now no. Truth. Give me two seconds. Let me text some shit out. Do your thing. Tim, do you think you'll ever play a Souls-like? Um, you that, know, that's I'm, what I'm, this is. I've always been interested in, in trying Bloodborne because everyone says it's a little bit more fast-paced. Yeah. Um, and then you and Andy both were kind of playing through at the same... You beat it, right? No, I'm like halfway through it. Okay. You guys started playing at the same time, and I was like, I did have a feeling, a thought of like, this is my chance. I should do it now. And then I did it. Dude, so it's still, I, I mean, it's still your chance. It's not too late. Like, yeah. I'm really enjoying... The reason why, I, why I've kind of stopped is... Uh, just other games that come out, and I want to. When I'm playing Bloodborne, I kind of want to like sit and just play Bloodborne mm. uh, because that is it's that type of game where you kind of want want to devote all your energy into it. But yeah, like I I found it to be not forgiving, but I found it easier to to learn and understand. Kira, no. Yes, weird. All right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's good. Interesting. Sorry. All right. So I this feel is like Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order was the the closest I'll get. Yeah, because it has that Star Wars wrapper, and I'm like, okay, it's worth it for me. But dude, right, if you like I, that, might, that might help you out though with Bloodborne playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. All right, Kevin. All right, boys and girls, here it goes. You seem different, untouched by false truths. So we got some fantasy stuff going on here. these gifts from the unwilling a dark fantasy vibe or will you let them rot it's pretty well produced yeah it was from a brand new indie studio back to me. Oh, man. yeah it looks like the undead Real impressive. Yeah. You got like your souls like combat. You got a sword, you got the giant beast. An empty shell. <laughs> Flesh and instinct without That shield's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> is this doing anything for you, Tim? Uh, this is definitely not for me, but like this looks really good. Yeah. And this is this is a trailer that like popped up randomly on my Twitter yesterday, and I like it is coming 2020. Um I watched it and I was like, huh. I don't know why, but this is like this is this is like activating something in me. Like I think yeah. I can see myself like getting into this one. Yeah. Um, another one I want to take a look at. It's called Boundary Orbital Security Detail. Um, so PlayStation actually this morning, the PlayStation Twitter, uh, they tweeted out that they're revealing five independent titles coming to PS4 this year. Um, and so I watched quite a few trailers. All of, I think I don't think all of them were out by the time we started, but this was one of the ones I watched, and I was like, okay, this is actually one I'm gonna pull up. The description goes like this. First-person shooters are a classic genre, having been enjoyed by players across different environments and time periods, including wars, cities, and even other planets. This got us thinking, why can't we set the stage in space? We brought this idea to life by building Boundary as a more simulative, low-orbit environment shooter, and this is what makes Boundary unique. What? Kevin. That just seems weird. No, like, once you watch it, you're going to oh, get okay. it. And you're going like, to be like, oh, shit. Shooters in space. Oh, okay. This type of space. <laughs> yeah. No, when they say space, they mean space space. Oh, dude, this looks sick. <laughs> and so you got like... It's all the... Okay, so you have like astronaut dressed people with guns in space. <laughs> dude, this is tight. Yeah. This is real tight. Holy shit. And the Maybe guns... for audio listener, think like Rainbow Six Siege, but in space. It looks like the guns have like a recoil thing on them so that the, the barrel shoot moves back instead of like pushing you back, maybe. Whoa! Oh, this is sick. 
Oh my god, it looks yeah. beautiful too. It looks awesome. It's giving me a lot of Siege vibes, which I love. What vibes? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, yeah, with like the different like uh, oh, the no. different types of guns, specifically like the guns with like shield bombs and stuff. That's very Siege like. <laughs> this is a very interesting idea. Yeah. That you do need to see to, to get. Because just, yeah. just the description is kind of like, all right. It's like, oh, there. Indies, man. Dude, they're out here. They're out here, dude. The and then look at like this logo treatment. Like, that looks awesome. It does. It's a little bizarre, but cool. And so that's Boundary coming to the PS4 this year. Hell yeah, um, man. That one, does that one do anything for you, Tim? That does more for me. I wonder how it controls, though. I've never liked how, like, mech games control. Mm. Uh, where, you're, where you have to, like, kind of control where you're aiming to shoot, like, but then you're also, like, using the, oh, the, the yeah. you know, whatever the fuck it is, the Y-axis. Like, um, mm. But, or Z-axis. All that when you have all the accesses that you need to use at once, um, I've never just—it's never felt right. There's there's been games that are like, oh, this feels pretty good, but it's just, it never is fully clicked. I think that that looks slow enough that it might actually work. It looks like you might need to make a lot more like planned out maneuvers to to yeah to, to be get tactical. around. Yeah, so looks cool though. And then this last one—it's not a trailer. Um, it's just a tweet coming from. At Cellar Door Games. I don't think they've actually revealed this thing yet. But it, yesterday they tweeted out a picture of the Rogue Legacy logo with the number two on it. And I was very skeptical because yesterday was April Fool's Day. And so I was like, I'm not going to get excited about this. But it seems like they're about to reveal Rogue Legacy 2 today. Um, which, if that's the case, I'm going to be very excited about that. That's one that I'm going to recommend to you, Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you like, I, be- I believe you like Dead Cells, right? I loved it. Yeah. Loved uh, Rogue Legacy has similar vibes like it's also yeah. like a roguelite which a lot yeah. with a lot of the same mechanics castlevania ish um but stuff. stay tuned for that uh speaking but, of april fool's bullshit you see mm-hmm. this ducktales thing did it break i heart? did see it oh I, my I mean God. i'm not i'm not like the biggest ducktales person and so i saw it and i was like wow this looks sick and then yeah, it wasn't real. I was like, oh, well, literally, I, I saw it and I was like, oh my god! And I like clicked on one of the pictures and then I went to the next one and then I went to the next. One. It, once it got to the third picture, I was like, this is April Fools? There's no way this is fucking real. And lo and behold, we got lo and behold, fools. Tim. Yes, I'm excited to see when an actual Ducktales remake or new game actually gets revealed. But that's likely so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. do 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 yeah. Out today, we got Curious Expedition on Switch, Snakey Bus on PS4. Snakey Bus? So me and Greg actually have codes for Snakey Bus, and we're both very excited to play this game. This game looks dope. Masm, Jekyll and Hyde for Switch and PC. Meta Champions for Switch, Rascal Fight for Switch, Pocket Harvest for Switch, Junk Jack for Switch, Horror Bundle Volume 1 for Switch, The Ottoman Empire for Switch, Spelunking the Mind Match for PC and Mac, Mad Run for PC, Lone Castle for PC, Easy Puzzle Streets, streets. for PC, Streets. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Step Up to the Streets, but it's Easy Puzzle Streets. I love uh, it. Dead Tides for PC, Lock and Load Tactical Digital for PC and Mac, and then My Friend Pedro is out today for PS4. And then some new dates. John Wick Hex is coming to PS4 on May 5th, and that was part of the Mike five Bithel, games baby. being... Yeah, Mike Bithell. It's part of the PS Blog five games thing that was going on this morning. Biped, which is also another one that's part of that five games package. Um, a robotic co-op adventure saunters onto PS4 on April 8th. Windbound. A high seas exploration game is coming out on PS4 August 28th, and that's also that was also part of the the indie games. Um, and then someday you'll return has been re- has been delayed to May 5th due to the impact of COVID 19. We have some deals of the day for you. Gone Home and Hob are free via the the Epic Game Store. Near Automata Become as God's Edition is now available on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and so and then that's specifically for why, why not call it that? You know what I mean? Become as gods. Cool. Become as gods, dude. Cool. It's 
everybody should play near automata i'm gonna say that right now near automata is probably one of my favorite games not even probably is one of my favorite games of this gen like it is an incredible 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 uh game and so if you have xbox game pass definitely check that out especially if you love action rpgs or grpgs or shoot 'em ups or great soundtracks or like fantastic stories that have to do with philosophy and what it means to be human check out near automata it's incredible <laughs> And then starting today, all existing owners of the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man and Madon, will gain access to another free free Friends Pass, enabling players to experience one full playthrough of the, of the game via multiplayer shared story mode with a friend that does not own the game. That's how I played it with a buddy. Uh, definitely check that. Well, if you're if, if you're interested in Man and Madon, check it out. Um, I didn't necessarily love it when I played it, but it's 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 a fun experience for if you're bored at home. Definitely. And so <laughs> there you go. And then lastly for deal of the day comedic roguelite rpg dandy dungeon is 30 percent off and is offering a free demo on both steam and nintendo switch the demos will be live starting at midnight pacific standard time and i don't know if they mean this midnight or last midnight greg was the one who wrote this this in and so i'm just gonna say midnight now it's time for reader mail you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by patreon.com slash kind of funny games tim why should people check out patreon.com slash kind of funny games? Two words, post shows. You're getting exclusive content, baby. You get things ad free. Who doesn't, who doesn't want that? You know what I mean? Cut out the things you don't like. Get more of the things you do like. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. There's a lot of different stuff there. Also, you can get bless up. Bless way. What are we calling Ugh. it? Now? Bless up now. Bless up. Bless episode up. three just went up uh, this last week. And let me tell you, it's my favorite one yet. It's there great. you go. You I, I do. I, 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 so I, I, I record it, edit it, and, and do all that stuff. And it's one of those things where I got very bored <laughs> over the this whole stay at home situation that I decided that I'm going to edit music under it and create a whole mash together intro for it. And the intro is not that great, but, but I was dead. bored. And so if you want to see my edit skills at work, my very like mediocre to average editing and video editing skills, boom, go over uh, there patreon.com slash kind of funny games give us i think what like a dollar for that a dollar for maybe it's bronze is it a a dollar for bless up yeah Mm -hmm. and so check that out it's available right now i talk a lot about music and rap and janae aiko and so if you like any of those things boom there you go tim yes 8-bit geek writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says with the news that Gearbox is not paying its staff the expected bonuses, but something much lower, and responding to employees by allegedly saying, quote, if they weren't happy with the royalty system, they were, they were welcome to quit, uh, end quote. How do I, as a gamer, do something about that? I have already bought the game, so I can't vote with my wallet. But in, in uncertain times, I cannot stomach the thought that people are being treated treated this way. Aside from raging on Twitter, I can't see much I can do. Also, I know this must, I know this must put you guys in a tough spot as you, as you are partnered with borderlands 3 but i have no doubt you'll report the story properly and say the right things which i think is what make is what i think is a big part of what makes kf special please keep up the great work 8-bit geek uh tim have you have you heard about this gearbox situation going yes. on i'm not, not fully fully like i don't know all the details I, yeah. I i read a little bit about it first off starting with the the second part talking about us being in a tough spot absolutely not just full transparency when we do deals that are as deep as like the borderland show deal that we did Greg and I make sure that we have it said in the contract that we are allowed to report on on news as negative as it might be. So it's like we make sure that we we totally are are protected in in the sense that it's like we first and foremost, we this is what we do. So it's like yeah. our, our opinion cannot get bought. Um so Yeah, and, and this there, w- this was reported. We didn't have this as a news item today or yesterday because Greg toward the end of the show it was breaking news. Uh, towards the end of the show and then gary and greg actually read through the whole article and broke it down uh and talked about it there and so if you if if you missed it definitely towards the the end of yesterday's episode you can find a whole conversation there about it but yeah put shortly if you're if you're if you're out of the loop gearbox um it, it was reported by jason schreier that uh there are hold on i'm gonna pull up his tweet because he actually summarized the regular in his tweet but essentially there are bonuses that are expected to be paid to gearbox employees um that were promised to gearbox employees that were not paid um and yeah basically i think it was randy pitchford that was like if if you don't like it you're welcome to quit which is shitty especially when Um, they're that it's not if you don't like it it's that 
they're, you're not doing the system right. They do like yeah. the system. You're not putting it out the correct way. Yeah, obviously, super shitty stuff. Not good yeah. at all. This is this um, is Jason's tweet right here. He says, Gearbox developer of Borderlands pays below market wages. To make up for that, the studio offers profit sharing and promised staff five and six figure bonuses for Borderlands 3. Until yesterday, when CEO Randy Pitchford told staff this wasn't happening. Uh, some Gearbox developers say they had made financial plans based on bonuses they were promised last year. Those plans are now upended. Meanwhile, Randy Pitchford took a $12 billion bonus from the company when Borderlands 3 started development in 2016. And so... Yeah. Um in terms in terms of how do we deal with this as a player when you've already bought the game? I mean, I I think being vocal is really the the thing you can do. Right? He, like, he, he's saying aside from raging on Twitter, I can't see much I can do. I think that is doing a lot. Rage maybe not be the right word, but yeah, put it out there. Like the the put the heat on them, right? Because that's that's the type of stuff that is going to expose this to more people and actually enact some type of change. Because we've talked about this so much, but buying Borderlands 3, not buying Borderlands 4, is affecting not just Randy Pitchford, it's affecting the entire team. You yeah, know? it's so affecting it's, people at the, at, the, at the lower level along, at the, along with the higher level. Um, but, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm one to say that, like, being vocal about things, speaking up, speaking up about things, uh, being, being loud on Twitter, I think those are all valid approaches. Of course, like, don't be toxic. Don't attack developers. You know, voice, like, filter your energy in the right ways to the right place right like uh make sure people are aware that this is going on and the more people that are that are aware this is going on the more that they'll have to respond to it and so that's i I think that's really all you can do as a consumer if you feel compelled to to boycott then for sure like do that um also but i I understand how that then gets complicated in terms Mm -hmm. of sending the right message because like i've talked about this before that there are games that i've i've had that similar thing with do I how do I do I boycott this game because I don't like how they're treating developers? But then I hear developers talking about their work on the game and they're very proud of it. And it's like, okay, well, if I don't buy the game, I'm kind of hurting them. But if I do buy the game, am I supporting this company? Oftentimes, it's a, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around or make a decision with. And when when you're outspoken and you talk about these things and and, and you continue those conversations and not let people forget, I think that does actually go a, a long way in terms of making sure that that you're keeping companies accountable and keeping people accountable yeah absolutely well said tech has tech has tech haste tech, tech i'm gonna say tech has tech Haas. tech Haas. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. uh right <laughs> I'm going to say Haas. Writes in and says, Hi, Tim and Blessing. Yesterday, the New York Times published an article introducing gaming to people stuck indoors. Uh, do, wait, let, me, let me say this again. Yesterday, the New York Times published an article introducing gaming to people stuck indoors due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, do, you think, do you think when this is all over, gaming will be much more mainstream than it is now? What benefits could, could that do to next-gen consoles? Thanks so much for making our days in quarantine go by a little bit easier. Techie Haas. I don't think it's going to have much, if any, real effect on on the next gen. I do think it's going to mean that Animal Crossing sells way more units than <laughs> probably <Yeah>. expected. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's it's a tall order uh, to truly convert non gamers to gamers, even if they're stuck at home. Um, I think that it, it it'll definitely create a couple new gamers, but I don't think it's going to be any. It's, you know noticeable yeah i'm kind of with that too i think you'll see you'll see new people come in for sure in this time being but how many of those stick around i don't know if that's going to be a large number um like you're seeing you're seeing you're seeing people uh being stuck at home reflected in the animal sales sales for sure or animal crossing sales for sure um and i think you might see that with like upcoming games too games that are coming out within the next month or so i think you'll see sales probably be higher specifically digitally um but in terms of the long-term ramifications, who knows? Like, I don't, I, I don't see it making that big of a jump. Like, I think once things start opening up again, once once we're able to not social distance anymore, that that you might see a drop off yeah. uh, in terms of people that are playing playing video games. But we'll see. Like, video games are already a mainstream thing. Like, I've never really even thought about video games in terms of like how many people in the mainstream are are playing them because it's. I, the way I view it, kind of everybody plays video games to some extent, whether mm-hmm. it is like console games or mobile games or PC games or 
or to whatever what it to whatever extent and so yeah i don't really i don't really see this uh affecting like next gen for example in any significant way yeah um so there you go then last question frank furter writes in and says good morning blessing tim let's talk real quick about final fantasy 7 remakes file size a whopping 100 gigs that's one tenth of a terabyte and depending Jeez. on the console you have that's a one that's one fifth of your entire memory while next gen has boasted about fast loading times the xbox series x is launching with one terabyte ssd and sony has yet to reveal their size games are getting larger larger in size and one would think so and one would think so so oh one would think so would the space to store them will one terabyte remain the norm for the next generation or do you think we'll see consoles jump up two or five terabytes thanks for all you do frank for tim this has been a thing that's been on my mind too because i like right now i have a four terabyte external hard drive mm-hmm. uh plus my 500 gigabyte uh, launch ps4 and that's that's serving me well right now mm-hmm. but i also like i also made that upgrade only a few years ago i had my 500 gigabytes until i'm gonna say like 2017 maybe 2016 <clears throat> and legit by a year and a half in i was already hitting the roof in terms of my mm-hmm. storage uh and it's very frustrating i have a i have a ps4 at the office that, that's only 500 gigs and that can carry about like four or five big games yeah. depending on the games I'm, I'm getting what what do you see as the future of storage um hard drives are so cheap at this point that i feel that it is not outlandish to just have the option to buy an external drive if you need the extra storage Mm. solid state drives are very expensive on the other side so i do not see especially with the shift over to uh solid state drives being the standard in next gen i don't think it being don't see it being more than one terabyte like that it would just be prohibitively expensive um but on top of that though i feel that they're the technologies that are going to be instilled next gen things like cloud gaming and stuff are going to solve some of these problems and especially if we do see that shift to games having like parts of the game uh downloadable separately like if you don't want multiplayer you just don't download that part of it i think that could help with all of this um but yeah I, I don't think that uh i don't think this is going to be a problem that is solved i think that we're still going to have the games are going to keep getting bigger and we're gonna have to be doing a lot of archiving re-downloading and all that when, yeah. when we're playing games but um yeah i don't know i just i think that it, this is one of those those battles that we're not gonna win mm. now it's time to squat up julian writes in the gluten-free gamer uh on for with an xbox one squad up julian's xbox gamer tag is jg skills zero two and Julian says, the new mode Gridiron on Gears 5 seems like a fun time. Looking to help facilitate our required time at home and playing some Gears online with the best friends. Hope everyone is staying safe no matter what, no matter the platform you choose. Um, and boom. If you want to go play uh, Gears 5 with Julian, go, go ahead and add him. It's JG space skills space zero two on Xbox One. Uh, get some Gridiron and have a good old time. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash your wrong to see what we got wrong today and oh boy oh boy oh people, boy people talking about the fans tim. oh no tim would you be surprised oh no last was part two no delayed until further notice wait i'm gonna verify have you verified quick. that like I, i'm on Twitter there's right like a, there's a million of them <laughs> in here um yep this comes from playstation's twitter uh, update sie Fuck. has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of the last of us part two and marvel's iron man vr until further notice Logi- uh, logistically the global crisis is, re- is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve and then they follow up with uh by saying currently there are no other delays to report but we'll keep you updated Fuck, man uh... well oh boy that sucks. It's interesting Damn. that they don't mention Ghost of Tsushima. It's specifically Last of Us VR and or not specifically Iron Man VR and The Last of Us Part 2, which makes me think the fact that they're including Iron Man VR in this with The Last of Us Part 2 makes me think that it's just a the next couple of months kind of thing. Well, it's because May. Or, yeah, May, right? And Ghost of Tsushima being June, maybe they're holding out. 
that yeah. things will blow over by then. But what yeah. does that mean in terms of Last of Us's release date? There's a whole conversation that will probably be had tomorrow and on PS. I love you. Yes. <laughs> um, for because sure. this means I bet this means that Ghost of Tsushima then comes out before the Last of Us Part Two, and Last of Us Part Two maybe gets delayed till like, and depending on if Ghost of Tsushima even comes out in June, with this being the case, because I don't know. If, this Dude, will probably man. last. Ghost of Tsushima is probably going to get delayed. Also, this obviously oh, all the stuff needs to happen, and I get it, but this really sucks because this is now what we're about to see the ramifications of there's going to be a drought there's going to be a a a long period of time where final fantasy 7 is probably the last game we get like of of substance you know for a for quite a while oh man this bums me the fuck out so much uh literally the day that we're starting our last of us stream oh yeah yeah and i'm at the problem with that we're also we're still, we're still today. yeah today uh nick's gonna play through last of us for the first time he's gonna start it today with greg miller twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh Fuck. people are talking about their ps4s dying but i'm having like big stuff because i i have one person here saying that the ps4 has a safeguard uh when it gets to in case it gets too hot it'll shut down and we'll display a red light I mean, that's like the same thing that, that the yellow light of death and the red ring of death were, but the were consoles are pretty much dead at that point. Um, Bob's writes in and says, Mark Cerny's comments on the PS5 specs, was that PS4 Pro sounds loud, not that it runs hot. Yeah, but it runs... It sounds loud because the fans, the fans turning up because it's running hot. Uh, people are talking about thermal paste. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see the ducktales game was real in the sense that okay well this is no i'm not gonna do that one uh all right yeah that's pretty much it for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong this sucks man this really dude this, this is really sucks my day, man god damn it i guess i'm just gonna stay home and uh i don't know man play some rocket league We'll see. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are going to be me and Tim again. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll talk about this in the post show. We're, we'll just be sad about this in the post show. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.